out there for everybody okay you remember mary lou retton yeah yes yes olympic Gym, gymnast. gymnast yeah she was she won the all-around gold yeah uh first one to get a 10 all those kind of things mm-hmm. her daughter went to lsu hmm. as a gymnast mm-hmm. and uh, posted something uh just yesterday and i saw it this morning mary lou retton has been in the hospital for uh at least a week um She's got a rare form of pneumonia mm. and is unable to breathe on her own. She's on a ventilator oh, right now. No. Um, I mean, she is she's not doing well. Mm. And her daughter posted uh, not only, well, she here's what she said. Yeah. She said, one, pray. Mm. Two, if you could help us with the hospital bills. She's uninsured. Mm. I mean, how can an Olympic gold medalist? Yes. Hero of our country, yeah. end up in the hospital uninsured. I yeah. don't know. Mm. But uh, she retired mm-hmm. after the L.A. game. She's in the uh, Olympic Hall of Fame. And right now, I think she's like 55 years old, and yeah. she's on a ventilator in the hospital. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. we will definitely pray for her. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but all I can picture is how she – like, I don't even know what she would look like now. I still picture the young right. Mary Lou Retton. Yeah, I mean, that's when the picture she, we have of her. Yes, mm-hmm. when she was on the Wheaties box. And, yeah. I mean, she's she's probably one of the first uh, gymnasts that I remember. She would be yeah. one of the first. There's someone else I'm I'm thinking of, too, and I can't remember. But, anyway, she oh, was that's uh, sad. one of the early, you know, gymnasts have a tendency during Olympic years, especially, uh-huh. to become America's sweetheart. Yes, for sure. And she was one of the first that mm-hmm. kind of did that. So she was. just put her on your prayer list today and lift her and her family up. And uh, I think Hitch has the information, too. We may just throw a link up to the it's not a it's not a GoFundMe, but it's the same kind of thing right now. Yeah, just a different platform. Uh, they're trying to to pick up about 50 grand to help with the hospital bills. Mm. So we'll just we'll just put that up on the website. And if you want to help, you can help. Dave, you were talking about Mary Lou Retton. Thank you for bringing that uh, story to us today, because I know our listeners will pray. I don't know if you guys saw Simone Biles back in competition again. And this is great. She's 26, the most decorated gymnast in history. And this past weekend, she was at the 2023 Artistic Gymnastics World Championships, and she got gold medals in individual all-around, as well as balance beam and floor events. And she took silver for the vault routine. And Team USA took home the gold overall, so Aww. they did really well yeah. uh, at this. And she she had doubts. Like, she wasn't sure she was going to be able to even get back in mm-hmm. to this after all that she's been through. And I think it's, it's read somewhere to have been like 10 years um, from her first world. So yeah, 10 years ago, she mm-hmm. won her first world. And she said in a, a Yahoo story, she said, mm-hmm. we're back here. It means everything to me, the fight, everything I've put in to get back to this place. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable and confident enough 
to compete. You know, and she's she's married now, and I'm not saying that solved everything, but you know, she was she walked away. Yeah, I remember when she she walked away and just said, "I can't do it." Yeah, they, the and, twisties they call it. She had a bout of the twisties. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. And since then, she, you know, she's married. I think he didn't, didn't he play for the NFL. I'm pretty sure he's in the NFL. Uh, or he's a, he's a professional athlete. I don't know for sure. I'm thinking it's football. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know. Maybe it's basketball. Um, but I just remember when she got married and her wedding photo was posted. And I don't know. It just I think maybe she's probably settled in now. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It, that can just really once you feel settled and secure and she, you know she's been very open about you know going to counseling so i'm happy yeah for her. she's been very open about the mental health struggles yes, that she's yeah, had yeah and the, the some of the past challenges well, yeah. that have been there obviously her, from others exactly so, and mm-hmm. her, you know she was raised by her grandparents and so there's been a lot there so yeah good for her yeah simone biles congratulations I just got to be honest this morning. This is one of those days where you just kind of pull back the curtain and just say, this is what's going on. And my emotions are all over the place. I mean, I, I am so incredibly sad about Israel and I just, I'm probably, I'm probably watching too much and it is, it's mixed emotions. And, and I, you know, I think a lot of things can be true at once. And I think as believers, um, we definitely have to know what's going on. We definitely don't want to put our, our heads in the sand. You want you want to watch. You want to know what's going on. At the same time, I do think it's healthy to step away. But then you feel so guilty. You feel so guilty because you think about how they can't step away. They right. cannot step away. And as more and more images come out and stories and 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 we'll get back to talking about that, but I'm just, I'm so heavy hearted. I'm laying in bed last night, going to sleep, praying, not even knowing how to pray. I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I get back in bed and I'm just thinking about the hostages and, you know, getting in the car this morning. It's like, Lord, and here's where I'm going with all this. This morning, and I was actually talking to my daughter, Abby, last night. And she's like, Mom, I just want God to be big. I want him to do what he did in the Old Testament to let him know he's God. And I'm like, I'm with you, baby. Same. And so I get in the car this morning, and one of my favorite passages that I've loved for so long came up. I'm behind. Mm. This is where God's word is just <laughs> alive and yes. active and timely. Mm. And I should be in the New Testament with my Bible reading plan. I'm about three weeks behind. Right. So when I got in this morning my car um i'm starting the book of daniel (laughs) i'm starting the book of daniel this morning so i want to read a passage i've read this passage before but it just ends with one of my favorite lines in the whole entire bible so Mm. i'm in that space where it's like god i want to believe you i know your ways are higher i know you see what's happening at the same time i just want him to go pluck (laughs) all those sweet babies and all those women and men too i just want him to pluck them out of Mm. Gaza and put them back in their families. And Mm. I think I'm starting to get to a place where um, the reality is setting in. I think that that hope inside of me to where, oh, they're going to be rescued Mm. and the atrocities aren't, they didn't really, they didn't happen. And they're, and it's, it's no, all of that is, it's, it's all happening. It's a reality. Um, But I just want to read this passage and I've asked Dave to pull up a song, but this is this is the God who sees 
and I'm not going to tell that story in the Bible, but this yeah. is this is Daniel, and I just want to read this, but I got to put my glasses on first. I told you I'm all, I'm a mess this morning. <laughs> I'm all over the place. I hope y'all are following along with me, but mm. this did encourage me this morning. So I'm going to set the stage. Daniel and his buddies are they are exiled. Mm-hmm. They're in Babylon. They are not in their home country. And Nebuchadnezzar is the king, and he's wanting them to to bow down to him, and they're not going to do it. So mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that is, you know, this is Daniel, that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was singed, Mm -hmm. and their clothes were not scorched. And here's my favorite, favorite line of this whole passage. Mm -hmm. And they did not even smell of smoke. Mm -hmm. And that passage this morning, just listening to that, is like, God, you see, Mm and and. And these people, they they are in a fiery furnace. Yeah. Let's just be real clear about that. And but I have to believe that God is the fourth man there with them somehow, mm. some way. Mm. Um, but God, He sees, and this yes. is not lost on Him. And I just, you know, we we started out one, you know, praying this morning for Mary mm-hmm. Loretten, and I just I just want us to continue to pray for for Israel and all the innocent people. And it's just, it is utterly heartbreaking it's heartbreaking it and it's just god help us please 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 help us and I, I think we as believers just have to keep crying out on the name of the lord and know that he is the fourth man in the fire with us carmen was just talking about what we've all been watching mm. in israel and then you read the the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the mm-hmm. fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. And I know your favorite line, mm-hmm. they didn't even smell of smoke. Mm-hmm. Which there were a couple of things that I thought of while you were talking. One is not to smell of smoke. You can't go into a barbecue place yeah. for lunch yes, and not come out smelling That's right. like smoke. <laughs> you smell like it the rest of the day. To think that they walked around in the fire and yeah. came out and didn't smell like smoke. If, the, if nothing else, if walking around in the fire is not a miracle... Not smelling like smoke is. Yeah. Uh, Then the other thing that I thought of was there are many places where when we read through Scripture, the world has changed in many ways. When you read through the Old Testament and the New Testament, the treatment of women and children, for example, Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, Jesus is the one that makes the change where women and children are accepted into his presence open-armed instead of being treated 
almost like property or second-class citizens by most of the rest of society. Mm -hmm. That was the world they lived in. Jesus was a turning point in the way people were treated in Mm -hmm. many ways. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when we read Scripture, you have to look at cultural situations and how that speaks into our culture as opposed to other cultures. Like, for example, when you read Paul talking about slaves and servants, Mm -hmm. that's not an endorsement of slavery. Right. It's a statement to the world they lived in. But in some ways, culture in the Middle East has not changed. Mm. And the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel Mm -hmm. is an example in that you have people who invaded Israel, took captives, and brought them back to their land. Mm -hmm. And part of what we've seen over this past weekend is invaders Mm-hmm. who came into Israel, yeah. grabbed innocents, mm-hmm. and then took them back to their land. And mm-hmm. the hostages is one of the things that's that makes this yeah. story even more tragic than just the bombing. We've yeah. seen yeah. destruction and death. Oh, yeah. And, and there's a big difference between ethical mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. and animal mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. And what barbaric. we have seen in this yeah. Hamas action mm-hmm. is not ethical in no. any sense of the word. It's, I heard one commentator say it's it's not even animal because even animals don't do this to their own. Uh, when you are destroying the most vulnerable right. deliberately yeah. as an act of terror, yeah. there's no defense for it. it. And, and then, then celebrating it in it. the streets, there's no defense for it. Yeah. And this, I started the, the, the morning by uh, sharing some thoughts about moral clarity. This is a time when we need to pray mm-hmm. with moral clarity, and that's not a prayer that necessarily is, oh, Lord, just let everybody be okay. Sometimes that takes on some of the dimensions that you find in the Psalms, where moral clarity allows you to pray for things in a one-sided way. Mm-hmm. And so my prayers this morning mm-hmm. were for the Lord to stop him us. Mm-hmm. To, to yes. get rid of them yes, right, and yeah. to protect the innocent. And as a Christian, we have an additional challenge, which is hard, but I also am praying for the conversion yes. of those lost souls. That has crossed my mind. I'm not totally there yet. Yeah. But yes, but I do know that that's, that is what we because need. Because yeah. they are not good for anybody. Hamas is mm-hmm. not good for Palestinians. Nope. Hamas is not good for Israel, they're a terrorist organization with no soul, and we pray for them to be destroyed. Mm. And this is how you can balance love your enemy yeah, and pray destruction for my enemies right? in the same way that David did. But it's also, it's a peak at an Old Testament mindset that is hard for us to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, I know we have to turn a corner, and we will after this, I promise. Today is just one of those days where you're living life together. We always live life together. It just feels a little more raw than other days. Um, yeah. So I know I know it's heavy. I totally get it. You know, it's one of those things where I know there's a lot that would rather there be, you know, talk about There are anything. two types of people. <laughs> those who would like to avoid the yeah. whole situation. Which I can get to some degree. And those who are sucked completely into the situation. And yeah. yeah. And, and that would be karma. That yeah. would be me. So, But I know we have to turn a corner, but there is we one, do. a couple well, more things I want to say. Just a couple things here before we leave this topic. One, you know, if because we 
it's it's difficult when you have a format like this and you're you're trying to, to live life, but you're in public and people are listening all over the world from all different places. And if you are Palestinian, we want you to know you're loved. Mm-hmm. We want you to know we care for what's going on. We don't uh, pretend that any government in the world is is perfect or endorsed by God, except for the one in which Jesus <laughs> will reign yeah. fully and finally, and the mm-hmm. kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God. But in the meantime, there are times in life when you have to distinguish between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been following guys like Bassem Eid, mm-hmm. who is a Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the article that we had posted, I think it's if it's not on moral clarity, I think you should go read that. Mm-hmm. Because if you cannot make a distinction between Palestinians who are also victims in this conflict. Yes, victims of Hamas. And Hamas, Mm -hmm. which is a terrorist organization Mm -hmm. that is evil. Mm -hmm. And what they did has no, there's no way as a Christian that you can can justify or support what they did. Mm -mm. Bottom line. Yeah. That's where I'm standing. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what has us angry, upset, Mm -hmm. and simply just crying out, brokenhearted, honestly. Yeah. And so, Carmen, your tears um, are not necessarily—they're not—they're not tears that are directed towards any political institution or anything like that. They're tears for, for people, people whose lives mm-hmm. are being destroyed. Yeah. And ultimately, mm-hmm. <laughs> those lives are 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 all over the map. They're they're Palestinians, they're Jews, they're Christians, they're foreigners, they're Israelis. And it's just disastrous. It so is. that's why we're brokenhearted mm-hmm. and praying and wrestling with this. Honestly, we don't have yeah, all the answers, no. but that's where we're at. But I know what happened is not right. Yes, um, we know, we and, know that. Yeah. And the, anyway, one more thing that I want to say just really quickly. I, I There's been several um, uh, family organizations that have really, especially in Israel, but I think for the United States too, talking to parents and just saying in the coming days is probably going to get even uglier, which you cannot even imagine that it can get uglier. And that, you know, Hamas is basically saying, we're going to do this, this, and this, and we're going to post the videos on social media. So uh, family counselors are urging parents that this might be a time where you want to get your kids' phones and for, for a season, for a time, delete TikTok, delete Instagram, delete, just delete YouTube, delete, because these are videos and images that are most likely going to come out that honestly, you just don't want your, you don't want your kids to see. I don't even want to see them. Uh, So that's just, I just wanted to to pass that along that they say in the coming days, they feel Hamas is basically saying what they're going to post, what they're going to do, what they're going to post. Yeah. Um, So you should be aware of that as parents. Just be aware and just, you know, obviously that's a family decision, but just wanted to, to pass that along. Thank you for being a wonderful listening family, for listening, for wrestling with us when we have to wrestle through moments like this because it's real. And we love you and we're thankful and we understand sometimes it's, you yell back at the radio, sometimes you're with us, you're amening. It's, it's all over the place. That's what family is. And we had one of our listeners send us a, a scripture reminder this morning that I just thought was really good. And it, it's talking about troubled hearts because when your hearts are troubled, this scripture is right on the money. It's John 14 where Jesus says this, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way 
to where I'm going. Now, there's a part two to this, but part one, just have to pause when he says, when everything is ready. That's the difficulty of the world that we live in. In the world we live in, for God's ultimate glory and purpose, evil is allowed. It's difficult. It's challenging. And there are no quick fixes for it. And we have to walk through it. But there will be a day when Christ will come and he will set things right. But until that day, he gives us these words of comfort. Don't let your hearts be troubled. He says, you know where I'm going. And Thomas, one of his disciples, said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. We have no idea. How can we know the way? And Jesus told him, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. He's pointing to himself because he is the place where you will find rest. You will find rest for your troubled soul. It is in him and in no one else and nowhere else that you'll find an eternal home. So if you don't know Jesus today, or if your heart is troubled and you need to do what we're doing this morning, which is to say, oh Lord, where do we bring our broken hearts? Bring them to Jesus. He is the Savior. He is the Lord. He loves you and wants to save. We started the second hour of the show today praying for Mary Lou Retton, Mm -hmm. who everybody knows because she was an all-star gymnast, gold medalist for the U.S., but she is fighting a rare form of pneumonia right now. She's in the hospital on a, a ventilator. And I just, I got to thinking about something else that I saw the other day because it's Olympic related. The Olympics are coming up again. You know, COVID kind of interrupted the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of got off the regular schedule for a mm-hmm. while. It used mm-hmm. to be Summer Olympics and then two years later, Winter Olympics and then two years later, Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get the schedule back together. But we do have the Olympics, the Summer Olympics coming up in Italy, I believe. And I was reading a story. I did not realize that the host country gets to ask for additional sports to be added to the Olympics. Hmm. I did have any idea. So that's where, you know, every year you see, hey, they're thinking about adding such and such. And then some sports get added as exhibition sports. And then maybe they stick around, maybe they don't. Hmm. Well, the Olympics will be in Los Angeles in 2028. So L.A. has requested a couple of sports be added. Yes. Flag football being one of them. Don't do it. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> this my, is where my son and my son-in-law are playing flag football right now, and it, no, don't do it. Just don't. I, I do have <laughs> opinions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes about these situations. I mean, we, flag we football yeah. is yeah. basically. It's old man football uh-huh. is what it is. It's like, well, we can't really tackle anymore. That hurts. Um, so I don't know. I don't know that I feel good about flag mm-hmm. football. Will there be Olympic a women's sport. team? Uh, possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, the picture that they posted in this particular article uh-huh. is a women's team. I was going to say football. women are, I mean, women do play flag football. And if yeah. I played football, I would prefer to do the flags. I'm sure you would. Tackle. Uh, some of the other things they've suggested, well, baseball and softball, which count yeah. as one sport. Mm. Baseball was in the Tokyo games in 2021, but it was not in the Paris games. And then cricket has made sure its appearance from time to time. Uh, in the Paris Olympics in 1900, they played cricket. Mm-hmm. Cricket is extremely popular in Britain. Well, 
and in, in India. Australia. I've been in to India, India three times. That's the sport, man. It is. Mm-hmm. And those things, all, all of those places have one thing in common. They came out of the British Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. So cricket is a very British sport. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about maybe bringing cricket into the 2028 games, although it would be, uh, where did I see that? They call it something else. It's cricket, but it's like a shortened version of cricket, which apparently can last days. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you think baseball mm-hmm. takes forever. Oof. Wait till I... you play cricket. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, it's dark, guys. <laughs> Let's come back and finish tomorrow. So they've got a version called 2020. And they're talking about bringing that in um, to the games. The flag football, by the way, would be a five-on-five affair on a 50-yard field. Um, I do know how I feel about this one. One mm-hmm. of the sports uh, brought in at one point will be one and done. It will not show up in Paris next year. How do you know? It says so right here in this article. Oh. <laughs> break dancing. Break dancing is out. Okay. I didn't know break dancing was in. <laughs> I didn't know break dancing was a sport. Certainly as physical hey, and strenuous. Back in, the, back in the 80s, when I was an 80s child, breakdancing was, I'm trying to think, there was one movie that was. Oh, there were a couple all, of them. Several oh, yeah. of them, yeah. But there's one in particular. I'm, oh, goodness. You're going to make me have to go back and Google and try to figure out what that breakdancing. I mean, I could see breakdancing making an appearance in Dancing with the Stars. Or yeah. In a dance competition. As an Olympic sport, though. Actually, I, mean, I got to be honest. I think I'd watch it. But maybe that's because I'm an 80s child. I would watch that over what was the thing called the sweeping or whatever, the thing that we that uh, everyone that one's was, in the Winter Olympics. That one's not I going know. away. Curling, I know it's not going away, but curling, I'm just saying curling, yeah. curling, curling. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not even sure how you call break dancing. What do you do? Oh, he's spinning on his head. <laughs> I do that. His legs are a little bit. Uh, I would watch they're, it. They're, they're, they're not I quite straight. I would watch it. I give that a seven now. But, but the uh, pop and lock. That was a 10. <laughs> okay. Now I'm in because I want to hear how the commentators it. Okay. handle it. For my fellow 80s kids, what was the show? What was that movie called? Hmm. Y'all text us. I, you know, it's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. Ugh. I just think the equipment needs for break dancing would be. 80s break dancing movie. Hold on. I would think not all that. Ex- what is it? What Beat did he, Street. Was it breaking? Breaking might be. It might have been breaking. I think it was breaking. Okay. Who? What okay. was the? What was the main character's name? Hold on. Hold on. Hada 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 hada. Oh yeah, I think it was breaking. Oh, what was the character's name? Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, if you I'm know, have to go. not Footloose. I don't no. think it's Footloose. No, 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 no. no, no, no that no, wasn't no. break dancing. Was yeah, no. But Footloose was great. Yeah. Um. Oh, what were their names? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go figure it out. Mom. Oh yes, Kelly. Kelly was one of them. Mom, Dad, I'd like to. I'd like to be a competitive break dancer. Yes. What kind of equipment do you need, son? Well, I need a refrigerator box. Yes. Or at least was... one side of it. And uh, It was breaking. A was 1980s breaking. boom box. Right. And Turbo, Turbo and Kelly. A pair of Air Jordans. Yes. And I'm Ozone. Good. Ozone. Yes. Okay, I found it. I found it. I found it. Ozone, right. Kelly, and Turbo is breaking. And when did it come out? It okay. was. Oh, well. Breaking two, electric bungalow. Bungalow. <laughs> bungalow, sorry. There's no N in there. 1984. Sorry. Bungalow is a house. Right. Bungalow is something completely different. Again, I'll Ozone, watch breakdancing in, in L.A. Yeah. and I'll learn all these terms. <laughs> it's not going to be on in L.A. Oh. They've already. It's one and done. That's what I'm trying to tell oh. you. They did this and we missed it. Or at well, least there's got to be YouTube video somewhere. I'm sure there is. Just look up 
competitive break dancing, and I guarantee you we'll find video. <laughs> hmm. Just taking you, you back. There you go. Listen. Dumbest movie ever. <laughs> uh, Listen. I love it. Uh, oh I'm sure my you, goodness. I'm telling you, you have to go back a long ways. But when I started yeah. in radio, uh-huh. there was a guy named Stephen Wiley. Mm-hmm. First Christian rapper that I think anybody was ever aware of. And he did a, a song called a Bible break. Okay. That beat like, yes. is what it is. Yeah, that beat and that so delivery. Funny. And guess what it was? Yes. He wrapped all 66 books of the Bible. <laughs> Let's hear it. Can you great. do some of it? I don't want to do some Praise of it. Praise the Lord, for goodness sake. I'm going to take a PPP, which is, what do y'all say? Robert's orders. <laughs> this is Robert's Rules of Order. It's a, yeah. a point of personal privilege. So, so you have the floor. Today is Petey's birthday. Today is my husband, Pete. Uh. Today is his birthday. I thought I I am I am over no, on October okay. and September birthdays. This is terrible. No, no, no big deal at all. <sighs> it's not on my calendar, that's Pete. Okay, yeah. So today is his birthday, and this is this tells you when you've been when you're old and you've been married for a while because we we're both sitting there on the couch last night, and you know we we both have been watching the news and just talking so much about you know the Israel stuff that we talked a little bit about earlier, and I looked at him, I'm like, babe. I don't have you anything for your birthday t- <laughs> tomorrow. And he's like, it's fine. He's so hard to buy for because he yeah. doesn't want anything. And like last year I got him, he, he likes his Fitbit. I bought him the Fitbit. And the one I bought him died. I mean, I don't even think it lasted three months, maybe six. Yeah. And I did. I knew it died. And this is this is how terrible I am. I, I think I told him, I'm like, well, I can replace it. I don't know that I ever did. Long story short. I said, or he says, no, I went ahead and got me another one. So the one that I gave him for his birthday last right. year, uh-huh. he's already replaced. We are going to go to dinner tonight. Nice. And then this is what's hysterical. I said, why well, am I going to buy dinner tomorrow night? And he goes, well, I actually got a gift card to that place. So I'll give that to you. to put towards it. <laughs> Perfect. So, that's how I love it. That's... So I told yeah. him. That scripture that talks about yeah. not offering anything that costs you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I am, he needs <clears throat> a, uh, I finally got him to get rid of his recliner a year or so ago because i'm telling you this thing he had had this recline he loved this particular recliner mm-hmm. he when where you was s- it in your living room it's in or the den, in, in the den in the den okay <clears throat> so he loved this recliner but it was so old that it it when you sat in it, mm-hmm. it you leaned yeah. like it the left side was down lower than the the right side mm-hmm so he needs, Some of us walk that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he needs a new recliner. So I told him, I said, I tell you what, I'll get your recliner. It'd be for your birthday and for Christmas. So at some point, sometime, gotcha. we'll go get him a, a new recliner. But Emily and I have had that conversation, oh, yeah. by the way. We do it all the I time. mean, just like, yep. Uh, or she'll say, what do you want for your birthday? Yeah. Mm-hmm, nothing really. I mean, Dave, Dave would That's be as hard to buy for as Pete. Oh, they're same. Listen, they're well, same. The if thing you guys is, need someone to buy for, I'm easy. I have a list all the time. <laughs> it's usually on notes on my phone, and I have to space it out over holidays. More books he'll never read. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pete's not a Barnes & Noble gift card kind I've, of. It's gotten so bad for us, though, that since I discovered DoorDash, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, we'll go out to eat. Uh, why don't we just order something? And <laughs> see, that was last night I texted him because I got home late, late for me last night, and I was so hungry. And I texted him. I said, hey, I'm going to order something. And he was like, that sounds perfect. He goes, actually, I'll just stop by and pick it up. 
And so yeah. when we were talking last night, I said, babe, I don't have anything for your birthday. And he goes, well, you did order dinner tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, that, like, you know, the Uber Eats pick up. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Dinner comes to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I get to sit on the couch. Uh, I watch oh, a little TV. Yeah. Happy birthday, Man. though, babe. Happy I love birthday, you. Pete. Living large. Happy birthday. Speaking of uh, celebratory events and competitions, y'all, we missed Fat Bear Week this week. It was this week. It wrapped I up on the 10th. I think I remember you talking about this last year. I did. <laughs> it's so out of my league. I mean, I grew up in Florida. This is Alaska. You can't get much farther. Mm-hmm. And bears, I see them in pictures. Alligators, I name them. But bears, not so much. Uh, but Chunk is the name of the guy who was kind of favored, number 32, Chunk, an adult male brown bear who has a look that even the most grizzled of foes would go running at. Uh-huh. His no huge intended. size, coupled with the gnarly scars on his face, suggest a difficult past. Or that he's top of the heap, having fought off all comers. Well, he almost did, Dave. Oh, he did got he? down to the final two. Carmen, it's a bracket format, so you mm-hmm. can see the brackets. It's a lot like, like March the final Madness. Four, yeah. Only with bears. And uh, the winner this year is Grazer, number 128. Grazer. See if there's wow. anything here Came about out of nowhere. Grazer kind of Didn't yeah. See that coming. Yeah, did not see Grazer uh winning this year, but mm. hey, mm. good for him. This by so, the way is bears that are doing something that Carmen cannot relate to. Purposely putting on weight right. in order to go into hibernation. Now hibernating she might be into. <laughs> yeah. Where it's do, where it's do the I putting on yeah. weight beforehand that well. yeah. I do both those things. Where do I sign up? (laughs) (laughs) This is is an annual competition that Alaska's Katmai National Park and Preserve. How did you find this? I think we had the same conversation last year. How did you you find these things? You cracked me up. You go, he gets online, Mm. and he goes and he looks at birds, and he gets online, and he goes and he finds places that have pictures of turning leaves, and now he's found fat bears. It's like. I like outdoors. Go go do your Bible study. I like I like outdoors. outdoors. I do. I like to look at it on, on my screen. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm the, outdoorsy. The best right. way to be an outdoorsman, yeah, I Google with the best right, of them. Right. Have the outdoor <laughs> channel. That's that's how you become an outdoorsman. <laughs> Truly, and I just am sad that I missed it. It just oh, I so snuck sad, past I'm me. Sure. I got to put it. See, I missed Pete's birthday. I missed Fat Bear Week. I'm just mm-hmm. over this mm-hmm. month. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I did get Kimberly's birthday, by the way. Well, I'd hope you would get Kimberly's birthday. We did. I would be careful about mentioning Kimberly's birthday and Pete's birthday, who's not related to or married to, <laughs> right. and Fat Bear Week all in the same sentence. As if they're equivalent. Yeah, I would not put those all on an equal footing. He's, I'm, he's I'm, being quiet I mean, now. If, I'm done if, now. If you go to Kimberly and you say, I don't, I'm one for three. I missed Pete's birthday, Pete's birthday and, and Fat Bear Week, Bear Week but I got your birthday. I got yours. <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, what you, then you'll be celebrating <laughs> Sleep on the Couch Week. Anybody want to go for a walk? <laughs> wanted to mention this because a few minutes ago, I, I, Carmen was ordering something. Uh, thank you, Carmen, getting some coffee. Oh, yes. Thank you I from you Amazon. Yeah. And it was easy because you were able to see that you had ordered it before. Uh-huh. Um, and the buy, the, I, I've often gone to Amazon and looked at my order history or I'm printing a receipt or I'm doing something and it says, do you want to buy this again? And I thought to myself, that's the dumbest question ever. I bought it once. Why would I want to buy it again? Oh, no, that's a good question because well, there are things like the coffee. coffee pods that you do want to buy. DoorDash will ask you the same thing. Yeah. Do you want to order the same order? That's 
I love that and feature. We'll just that get, I like. Yeah. yeah, that I like. And it's not only is it not dumb, it just seemed dumb to me because I buy mostly yeah. books, and so I'm not going to buy that again. Yeah. But yeah. with the Amazon uh, strategy, the buy again is actually they're upping the game on that because I guess it's like Prime Days right now. There's, it is. They created and today, I think. Right. So um, they, that's had less interest lately. See, I don't even know what whether I've, it was today yeah, or not. I've not ordered anything. They've had less people ordering through that and smaller signups for Prime memberships. So one of the strategies they're using now is to test this buy again feed and feature it in a tab mm -hmm. on the homepage, which is their most prized real estate. Wall Street Journal had a story on this today, and they said they're seeking to drive customers toward more regular purchases or steer them towards a subscription-based ordering through a feature called Subscribe and Save. So you're going to see those features on your Amazon yeah. pages. Well, the Subscribe and Save has been there for a while. Yeah, we yes. use that with my mom for some of her supplies. Yeah. I and get I, these things through Subscribe and Save, which yeah. are my monk fruit drops. And the only thing that that's tricky for me is I've done, like, vitamin B supplements that I take and my collagen and that kind of thing. I'll right. do subscribe and save, but you have to be so careful because yes. you have your personal credit card in there. Then if you have a business credit card in there, and then all of a sudden, if you use your business credit card last, you, you just, you have right. to be it, careful. It becomes the default. It becomes and the default and you're like, no, and right. then you have to undo and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So. And sometimes, you, you know, you, the monthly ordering yeah. has piled stuff up for me. And I'm like, Kimberly, pause this. Yes. Pause this yeah. for a month and we'll get back to it. Yeah. Which you can do. But the buy again, I don't think has had a tab. I've seen it on the receipts for ordering. And like we went to the page where my coffee was mm -hmm. and the, the, hey, you ordered this on such and such came up at the top. Yeah. But I don't think I've seen it on a tab. But that's now going to be part of your of their strategy mm -hmm. to get more people to do that and what subscribe. You, just a, a larger question. What do you think? Christmas is going to, what's, what are they, have, I haven't really paid attention to what they're predicting as far as Christmas with the economy is where I'm right. going with this. Are people just, are they, are they going to dial back this year? Are they going to, are we going to, I don't know. The last, we've gotten so simple at my house that it's, we, we've been dialed back for, for and that's many years now. Yeah. If we can break a little bit of the consumption and we're all, we're all in it, sure. you know, that's, yep. that's it. But I did see, this is interesting statistic, and this was out a couple of weeks ago and several different places, including Wall Street Journal, is that even though interest rates are up mm -hmm. and inflation is a reality for all of us, uh -huh. consumer spending was still going way up. And you People know, were still spending. I saw the same thing. Yeah. And did you see the reason why, what they said? I don't think I remember what it said. So we were talking about this even, Candace and I were talking about this, and Candace is like, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm in this category. But with with people not being able, especially the younger generation, they can't afford to buy homes. They can't. Oh, yes. it, they're just priced right. out. So what's happening is they're spending as on things that, on other things, like, for example, say there's an expensive handbag or a pair of shoes or maybe a, an elaborate vacation, something you can do but really can't do they're going and spending on that and it's almost like a psychological thing mm -hmm. because they're sad that they can't buy houses or do some of the other things that they want to do so they're doing the most that they can within their means but and it's that still, means yeah. it's still stretching right out. savings has taken a hit yes yeah, yeah. as a result of yeah. that i also think part of it is in the economy where we are right now we've seen so many price increases in so many different areas you may be buying less 
but spending more. Yeah, that's that, right. That could have something to do with it as Happen. well. Well, don't give up on the savings. And yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a couple of my kids who said, I don't think we're going to be able to, to get a house, Dad. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, just stay there. Things fluctuate in the economy. And, you yeah. know, I know that that's maybe rose-colored glasses for those of you who are accountants and economists, but I'm not it, one. Think, yeah, I think it's going to be this way for a little bit, but... Who knows? God willing, it may it may change. We have yep. to believe that it will, and that it because you want young people to be able you to do. buy houses. You do, and our ultimate hope, I have to say this, yeah. is not in the economy. That's it's, right. It's in a it's greater, in a higher economy. <laughs> I was just checking out a recipe page at themorningcruise.com. If you go to themorningcruise.com and you look right under where this our picture, Bible recap, and the recipes, and you've got several recipes that go back a ways. We've got the the two ingredient. Pumpkin muffins. Yeah. I still can't believe it's only two ingredients. Three ingredient peach air fryer dessert, which I think I had a hard time believing that was three ingredients too. You have a hard time believing everything. Your natural bent is to say, uh uh-uh. uh. Uh huh. No, it's not. So, <laughs> case um, in point. So, we posted a couple new soup <laughs> recipes for the fall. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it's warmed a little bit. You know, this last weekend we all had cooler weather. Right. Because you want cooler weather with soups, ideally. Yeah. I'll order them at, uh, any time of the year. In August. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we we have now tried the sweet potato black bean soup that mm-hmm. we that Madison found we brought to the show. Yeah. And the other night, Kimberly made the Tuscan white bean and kale soup. How was that? Fantastic. Yeah. So good. And the key to that one is fresh rosemary. Oh my goodness. It was so good. Had a little just really good. However, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble here. So Kimberly, she made the um sweet potato black bean soup. And my first bite of it, I, I know I told this before, but you might not have heard it. So my, my first few bites of it were like, hmm, I like this, but the black beans are fighting the sweet potatoes a little bit. Well, an hour later, she came back and said, Bill, try the soup again. I forgot a key ingredient, and it was lime juice. So once she had that in there, oh, my goodness, everything came together. It was fantastic. Then she made the Tuscan white bean and kale soup. So I ate a bowl. I thought, this is really good. It seems more basic than it should be. Mm. And look, this is on me because mm-hmm. I did not recognize that it. She left the kale in the fridge. It didn't have any kale in it. Ah. She, she was multitasking. Forgot so, to. She goes, "I forgot to put the kale in it." So it was the Tuscan white bean and kale soup. Hold the kale, which, which is was, probably the way I would like it. You would have liked it. You would have. <laughs> I can tell you now, Dave. Having tried it, it's worth it to do it even without the kale. It was mm. really good. Yeah. But the kale to me would make would it. Would have made it. Speaking right. of soups, this past weekend I I tore. I've got a in my kitchen. I've got a cabinet that has all of my cookbooks and recipes and stuff like that. I tore it upside down last Friday afternoon evening. There's a southwestern soup that I used to make, and I swore I had it. I've talked about it on the show. Had it on the website. Can't find it anywhere. But it was like a can of black beans, a can of white corn. I pulled a rotisserie chicken. I don't know if it was the taco seasoning the mccormick's taco seasoning mm-hmm. or old old el paso i cannot find that recipe anywhere and it's driving me crazy because i'm telling you it was the fastest soup yeah. that you could put together i mean it's like open three cans boom 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 taco soup shred the chicken done yeah it's like the I equivalent of it. a dump cake you just totally and I don't know if it had uh, stewed tomatoes, but I'm pretty sure the base or the seasoning portion of it was the taco seasoning. I keep right. looking at Hitch. Did you tell Hitch you couldn't find this? Because he will f- he will flat find it. So we he, do a soup like might. that. Yeah. And it does. We do have stewed tomatoes and Rotel tomatoes in it. Okay. 
That's Ooh. part of the dump. Yeah. They could, if, uh, if someone's got that recipe that I gave you, <laughs> would you give it back to me? You always text it at 800-456-8910. Eclectic is one of my favorite words, and it's the big word of the day today. It's an adjective, and it means not following any one system, but selecting and using what are considered the best elements of all systems. Selecting or choosing from various sources. To be eclectic is to enjoy a variety of things rather than just one uniform uh, way of doing things. So this was inspired by our conversation over the past few weeks about different soups. We've got an Italian soup in there, a Mexican soup in there, a European soup. We need some from the islands in the Middle East, and we'll have just a quite a page full of soups. Our taste in fall soups is eclectic reflecting the riches of multi-ethnic influences. Big word of the day today, eclectic. This is the morning.